Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. Coming to you from the green mountains of Vermont, where I've been all month. It's quite beautiful and wonderful here. And I'm so grateful to join together with you. Let us begin as we always do with a prayer and a blessing. So grateful and thankful to open our hearts and minds, place our hand on our heart. And take this breath of love and gratitude together, grateful to open ourselves to unlimited, unprecedented healing, so grateful to open ourselves to the fullness of love, divine wisdom, clarity, freedom, joy. We are grateful. Taking this breath of love and gratitude, we consciously intend that our time together is a divine dialogue. It's a healing conversation and connection. We are in a divine partnership with the Holy Spirit, and we are grateful to let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting of all worries, cares, concerns, problems, false beliefs. We're calling for a healing, and we're allowing that healing to simply be in gratitude we know that it is done we let it be and so it is amen 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 <sighs> yes so beautiful our topic today is finding answers And it came to me as the topic because I was led and guided to a section in chapter 21. It's section 5. And it's called The Function of Reason. The Function of Reason. And, you know, it's just got such beautiful insight for us here. So I'm going to begin reading. Perception selects and makes the world you see. It literally picks it out. As the mind directs, the laws of size and shape and brightness would hold, perhaps, if other things were equal. They are not equal. For what you look for, you are far more likely to discover than what you would prefer to overlook. So, Perception selects and makes the world you see, right? So our, our perception is based on our perspective. So when we're aligned when they're with the ego rather than the spirit, we won't be in a place of clear understanding, direct knowing, because we're looking at things through the lens of the ego. And that's what perception is, looking at things through the lens of the ego. So that's why perception selects and makes the world you see, versus living in the flow of creativity. (laughs) I love when it rhymes. So our way of perceiving the world uh, aligned with the ego is the one where we're selecting based on our belief system. And if you consider things like um, that there are stories of indigenous people uh, being surprised and kind of blindsided by the arrival of European ships and Europeans on their shores and that they were blindsided because uh, they had no understanding of the European ships. They'd never seen ships like that and so they had no concept of them and it was like they couldn't see them. 
right? Many of us have had experiences like this where we can't conceive of something. I experience that all the time because the more I let go of ego perception, the more I let go of the judgments, the complaints, the opinions, the attack and lack thoughts, the more clearly I can discern what's actually going on and what's actually possible. So that's that's been very interesting for me to witness because I have had so many conversations with people where I'm sharing with them something that uh, I perceive, I discern, I see, I know, I feel, and it's unbelievable to them. It doesn't even make sense to them. And I will realize after a time, oh, they aren't understanding what I'm saying because it's inconceivable to them it's inconceivable and uh, I find that uh, this kind of things uh, it happens uh, it, all over in all different kinds of contexts where I will ask for something or look, see something and other people don't understand what I'm talking about and uh one of the big challenges is I really find myself forgetting that people aren't looking with the same perspective I have. And I'm not looking with the same perspective they have, right? So we're seeing different things, but we don't know that we're seeing different things. And this is one of the major things that comes up in relationships, where one person in the relationship thinks that certain things are completely obvious and another person doesn't see them at all. And the person who can see them thinks the other person is playing a game with them, uh, being cruel to them, all kinds of things. I know for me, I... Uh, can remember having conversations with my mother where I would ask her, well, how, how are you feeling, mom, about a particular thing, let's say? How do you feel about that? And she would say, I could see she was annoyed or upset or irritated. And I'd say, well, how do you feel about that? Thinking she's going to give me some insight, some detail. And she would Quite literally, she would say to me sometimes, how do you think I feel? As though, of course, I would know precisely how she felt. And um, and I'd say, I, I don't know, Mom. That's why I'm asking. And because my mom had difficulty articulating her feelings, even though she was really quite brilliant, um, very learned and scholarly, but when it came to discussing her feelings, it was it was about the same as discuss, discussing hieroglyphics. She didn't know hieroglyphics. She didn't know what they meant. It was confusing to her and overwhelming. And it took me 40-some years before I finally realized she does not have the capacity to discuss her feelings because she doesn't understand them herself. It didn't make sense to me from my perspective. I thought she was withholding from me. And I see this so often when I'm counseling couples or counseling someone about their relationship. And and it's it could be a, a man you know sometimes people have this uh belief that men can't talk about their feelings but that's not been my experience at all it has nothing to do with being a man or a woman at all it does have to do with some people it's not an ability that they have it's like some people 
Um, I know people that can hear a song on the radio one time and sit down and play it at the piano. They might not remember all the words, but they remember the tune, and they can play the tune on the piano or the guitar, right? Um, and But they might not be able to talk about their feelings. Uh, and, you know, someone else can look at... Um, taste some food and say, oh, this, this needs a little more basil or, oh, this needs a little rosemary or this has too much thyme in it, you know, or something like that. And they don't even know what the ingredients are, but they can taste them. They have that level of discernment. Someone can taste a, a glass of wine and taste notes of chocolate and charcoal, you know, um, I don't know, smoked, different kinds of smoked wood or lemon. Somebody else wouldn't taste any of that, right? Which is why someone could drink really cheap wine and be content and, and somebody else would not be able to. And it's not just a matter of learning. It's a matter of we have different innate talents and we're all one and we're all the same and yet we have different skills and talents and so perception selects and makes the world you see it literally picks it out as the mind directs so for instance i used to think from my perception that because of based on my experience with my mother that her inability to talk about her feelings with me was that she was withholding from me. She didn't wish to connect or communicate with me. And it took me until I was well into my 40s to realize, no, that is completely false. She'd love to connect with me, but when it comes to talking about her feelings, she doesn't know what she's feeling, how to comprehend it in a lot in, in just some basic ways that to me are like oh come on everybody has these abilities to feel their feelings and talk about their feelings and understand feelings and everybody has that i thought it was basic to human experience and it turns out oh no it's not it's just like some people have the ability to um run distances and some people don't but the people who don't, maybe they can do the hula hoop or something else. So our our perception will often lead us to have a grievance about someone. And we can find answers to these kinds of questions if we are willing to open our heart and our mind to a higher level of understanding. And that's what this section is about here. So, the laws of size and shape and brightness would hold. So, they, they would hold even though we're, we're um, seeing through the lens of our projections. It says, perhaps if other things were equal. They are not equal. For what you look for, you are far more likely to discover than what you would prefer to overlook. Now, I I often talk a lot about this um, in relationship, and particularly when there are family gatherings and things like that, family vacations. Uh, We just had a wonderful share in Masterful Living uh, my year-long course, someone was uh, on a family vacation, and um, and it was so clear in the sharing that because of their practice, their spiritual practice that they've been doing in Masterful Living this year, and uh, really practicing, and uh, I think finding freedom, and then Masterful Living, that doing that work, they are now willing to see beyond perception, to see truth. They're interested in more peace, more love, more joy, more harmony. Uh, and I've seen this time and time again with people in Masterful Living, particularly we're in 
the you know middle of the year now so people have had uh, half a year they've been practicing and so going on summer vacation with their family really seeing extraordinary and different results so um where uh, what they shared was that where there would have been difficulties many times during the week and people uh, talking about each other behind their back, there was none of that. And when people did try to uh, kind of start a, a contentious conversation, people didn't join in and that would just fritter out. You see, and this is the difference that one person's change of perception because of their change of perspective can make this is the difference it can make that it starts to ripple through everyone you're connected to even if you're not living with them but particularly if you're engaged with them it ripples super fast so it says um what you look for you are far more likely to discover so what does that mean so let's say that you are disappointed and your spouse, and uh, you feel let down by them, you feel they don't really love and respect you, and that they're not really supporting you, and you can't really trust them. So what are you going to look for? You're going to look for signs that you're right, rather than look for signs that you're wrong. You'd rather be wrong, wouldn't you? But you're going to look for signs that you're right. And that's what the ego does. So you'd like your spouse to support you. You'd like your spouse to um, really be there for you, to feel that they are trustworthy. But doesn't the ego look for the signs that, that it is right and not that the love is there, the support is there? The beauty is there. The clarity is there. No. It's like I used to walk into a room and find all the things that weren't working. So I had a list of complaints. And that's how I kept myself in a low vibration of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. I was often looking for what wasn't working, what wasn't right. I was looking for all the things that didn't support me. All the things that were a challenge to me, rather than overlooking those and looking for the beauty and the perfection and the harmony. Mm-hmm. It says, the still small voice for God is not drowned out by all the ego's raucous screams and senseless ravings to those who want to hear it. This is a consistent theme in A Course in Miracles, that the still, small voice for God is not drowned out by the ego to those who wish to hear it. So, and I've experienced this countless times when I was angry and, you know, really barking mad and angry, you know, screaming, yelling, feeling crazy and insane, I could still perceive the still small voice if I wanted to, but not if I didn't. So that's why people are always asking me, how do you recognize the voice of spirit? It's the vibration of it. It has a different vibration than the ego. And it really is just a matter of you are interested in it. Just like you will look for what you want to find. You will listen for, you will feel for what you'd like to find. Would you like to find chaos and insanity and more things to complain about or would you like to find the way out of hell which would you like to find it says perception is a choice and not a fact so perception and projection are the same so we're going to perceive our belief system 
projected onto the screen of life. And we won't even see what's really there. We won't see the beauty, the harmony, the peace, the truth, the wisdom. We'll just see the projections of our own anger, disappointment, fear, worry, doubt. So perception is a choice and not a fact. But on this choice depends far more than you may realize as yet. For on the voice you choose to hear and on the sights you choose to see depends entirely your whole belief in what you are. Perception is a witness but to this and never to reality. Yet it can show you the conditions in which awareness of reality is possible or those where it could never be. So it depends entirely upon our whole belief in what we are. So, and this is another constant theme in A Course in Miracles, that you're, what you believe you are is going to determine so much. So what are we? We're part of God. We're one with the infinite. We are divine wisdom and intelligence. We are an aspect of the Creator. We are perfect love. We are God's own. This is what we are, now and forever. So this is what we are to remember. And that will change our perspective, which will change our perception. So our perspective is either going to be we see ourselves as a body, in limitation, identified with the ego, or our perspective is that we're one with spirit and that the Holy Spirit is leading us, guiding us in every moment, and we're listening to that still small voice aligned with love. So two perspectives. You could say love or fear. I I prefer oneness or separation. Love or separation, unity or separation. Ah, it's beautiful. So, you look for, what you look for, you're far more likely to discover. So, this is where we can truly learn to recognize Are we looking for more peace, more love, more joy? What are we looking for? Yes. Are we looking to find the answers to life's troubling questions? Or are we looking to find confirmation of what we think we know and what we think is true and right? Yes. Hey, um, we're going to take a break here in just a moment. Before we do, I want to let you know that you can sign up for uh, inspirational text messages. We've been sending them now for a while. People love them. And I have uh, ones that are Course in Miracles, and I also have ones that are from me. And uh, you can sign up for uh, both and other uh, announcements and things like that. So, uh, and you can do it by texting the word miracles to 35227. Miracles, the word miracles, text that word to 35227 and then you'll get signed up for those text messages. So I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you've been listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to 
A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. We're back and we're talking about finding answers, answers to our questions. Many times I talk with people who are seeking answers. They're interested in knowing what's the highest and best path for them, knowing what's right for them, and they're challenged to clearly discern. And I I totally understand and can relate to that. And for me, I receive a lot of my uh, intuition through feeling. So I can feel what feels best. But I, I didn't always used to be able to. And it was in large part because I was so judgmental. I was far more interested in what I thought about things than what was the highest and best. And I felt very threatened that if I started really listening to intuition and following uh, divine directive, that spirit would lead me in places that I didn't wish to go, to do things that I didn't wish to do. And that was terrifying to me, truly terrifying to me. And so I didn't really wish to have my intuition opened up more. And what I began to see was that every time I did follow intuition, even if it meant I was going to go in a direction I really didn't feel like going, my personality was like, eh, no, but just feeling, sensing, yep, that's the most loving thing to do. That's the kind thing to do. I, I felt better and things felt better. Life felt better. And I began to notice that it's really worthwhile to follow the guidance. And of course, like everybody else, I've been learning and learning and relearning and relearning that why pray for guidance if you're not going to follow it? And so many people are praying for guidance and the guidance comes and then they don't wish to follow it. Many times I've been in a counseling session with someone and I'll say, you know, I get a strong feeling about this or about that. Have you ever thought about that? And they'll say, oh my God, I get that every day. Uh, Every day that thought comes into my mind for me to do that. And I've been getting that thought every day for three years. And I will say, oh, do you ever think about actually following it or doing it oh no 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 that would be too too big too scary too crazy you see but there's the answered prayer i think of uh the beautiful course of miracles teacher regina dawn acres regina and i are both uh leading um uh well we're both speaking at the freedom weekend of freedom retreat uh first weekend in october along with the fishman and john mundy there's a whole group of us we're going to have a big course of miracles gathering uh the first weekend in october at the art of living retreat center in north carolina uh you can google weekend of freedom or you could uh easily just go to jenniferhadley.com and uh, see uh it there on the events page also by the way i'm doing three events at the art of living retreat center i'm going to be there for most of october it's a beautiful retreat center up in the blue ridge mountains of uh north carolina up above boone it's about two hours from charlotte uh airport and um I've been there a number of times in the last couple of years. It's really a wonderful place. And uh, the so the first weekend in October, there's the Weekend of Freedom Retreat. And the second weekend in October, there's my Forgiveness Retreat, my Forgive and Be Free Retreat. And we have the Early Bird Special on until August 2nd. 
Uh, it's actually the early, early bird special until August 2nd. And then um, uh, that is, uh, I believe it's October 12th to the 15th. And um, I should double check. I should memorize these things, shouldn't I? It is October 12th to the 15th. I did memorize it. <laughs> and then um, my spiritual counseling training intensive, the last one of the year, is October 15th until the 22nd. Um, so come in, or 21st. Uh, and so the spiritual counseling training intensive, just briefly, is for people who... Uh, are interested in my spiritual counseling certification program. It's a requirement for that, one of the requirements. Uh, but it's open to all kinds of therapists, uh, all kinds of healers. Uh, we have all kinds of teachers. We have people who are just grandparents, business people who want to come and do some really deep personal healing, do a huge amount of work on self-esteem and opening up your intuition and your ability to really listen to what people are saying and to be truly helpful. So it's a powerful time of personal healing and transformation. Uh, there's no uh, need for you to be a counselor or want to be a counselor. People come for all kinds of reasons, uh, not the least of which is uh, personal healing and spiritual healing. So two events. You can find all these events and more um, on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. And so, as I was sharing, people are afraid that following their intuition is going to open things up and they're going to have to let go of things that they don't wish to let go of. Now, here's the thing about that. If you have something in your life that you think you need, but it's actually hurting you, would you be willing to let it go in order to have a happier life? For instance, for some people, uh, eating uh, sugar and lots of sugar is really um, detrimental to them because it's not because of the sugar. It's really not. Let's, let's not make things in this world real. It's how we hold the sugar in our mind. And the reason why we're eating the sugar that causes the destruction, uh, it's, it's all healings at the level of the mind. And so people think, oh, I, I don't want to go to the doctor because the doctor's going to tell me to stop drinking or to stop eating so much sugar or to stop smoking and I don't wish to stop these things. I need them. I like them. I want them. And that same person is thinking, yes, I'd rather keep my addiction to sugar, to alcohol, to cigarettes than let it go because I value it more than I value being healthy. But if you have lost perspective on what it feels like to be healthy, how can you make an intelligent decision? You can't. It's just the thought that letting go of this thing that I think I need will be painful is preventing us from moving forward. Now, this is the, the answer to that is to give all the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, my intention is to live a life of joy and health and harmony and prosperity and freedom and wisdom and clarity, a life of service, working in service to the light, living in service to the light. My whole life and being, I am dedicating to being harmonious. You lead me. You guide me. When you do that, you may have an experience like I did of, I just stopped smoking because I didn't want to smoke anymore. It just wasn't in alignment with my vibration anymore. I had quit smoking several times where it was hard. Oh, and so uncomfortable, the cravings. Oh, it was really gnarly. I didn't like it at all. It was really difficult. But 
when when spirit moved me to quit, it was so easy. So we can find answers to what we perceive are our problems in the most beautiful and gentle ways. So I want to get going here in this section. It says... On the voice you choose to hear and on the sights you choose to see depends entirely your whole belief in what you are. Perception is a witness but to this and never to reality. Yet, it can show you the conditions in which awareness of reality is possible or those where it could never be. So, we can learn this. We can definitely learn this. Or recognize is really probably a better word. Reality needs no cooperation from you to be itself. So heaven is our true reality. So heaven needs no cooperation from you to be itself. But your awareness of it, of heaven, needs your help. Because heaven is your choice. I'm I'm going to substitute some of the words here. Listen to what the ego says and see what the ego directs you see. And it is sure you will see yourself as tiny, vulnerable, and afraid. Right? So when you listen to the ego, it's a sure bet you're going to see yourself as tiny, vulnerable, and afraid. So just pause right now. Do you see yourself at any time as tiny, vulnerable, and afraid? That's what the ego says. It says, listen that you will see, excuse me, you will experience depression, a sense of worthlessness, and feelings of impermanence and unreality. You will believe that you are helpless prey to forces far beyond your control and far more powerful than you. So I was, uh, 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 I've started watching the news in the last 10 months. I never used to watch the news, but now I watch it and I, it's like a soap opera. It's fascinating, absolutely fascinating to see how spirit is working. In and through everything that's going on. And it's very, I, I see spirit working very clearly. But if you're looking at it from the point of view of the ego, you might feel tiny, vulnerable, and afraid in relationship to what's happening in the news. Spirit is teaching us through everything and everyone. Let us be the happy learner and know that everything is working together for good it cannot be otherwise there is no force working against God there's nothing outside of God nothing in opposition to God nothing where God is not present there's no alternative power or force there's one power it's the power of love in through and around everything So why be afraid when there's no thing to be afraid of except illusions? Illusions are our projections. We can change our mind and see a different world. So you will believe that you are helpless prey to forces far beyond your own control and far more powerful than you. And you will think the world you made directs your destiny. Isn't that crazy to think the world you made directs your destiny? It's like if you make a, 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 um, a system of uh, thoughts and beliefs, now that's going to direct your destiny? No. No. Thoughts and beliefs have no power unless you think them and believe them. So how could they control your destiny unless... You bring them into your awareness and think them and believe them. That's why I've really come to see the whole ego thought system as a puppet that has no power. Unless you take that puppet and 
put it on your hand and put your life force into it, it can't do anything. And even if you do put your life force into it, it still can't do anything other than you direct it to do. So the ego is not a separate power. No, it's a thought system that we must decide to believe and to think in order for it to manifest in any way, shape, or form. So it can't direct our destiny. Our destiny is directed by us. Are we aligned with God or the ego? That's going to determine what we see. It says, you will think the world you made directs your destiny, for this will be your faith. But never believe because it is your faith, it makes reality. Just because we place our faith in the ego, it does not make our reality. There is another vision and another voice in which your freedom lies, awaiting but your choice. And if you place your faith in them, the vision and voice, you will perceive another self in you. This other self sees miracles as natural. That's the higher Holy Spirit self. They're, they are as simple and as natural to it as breathing to the body. They are the obvious response to calls for help and the only one it makes. Miracles seem unnatural to the ego because it does not understand how separate minds can influence each other, nor could they do so. But minds cannot be separate. This other self is perfectly aware of this, and thus it recognizes that miracles do not affect another's mind, only its own. They always change your mind. There is no other. There's just the one, one being, one mind, one power, one presence. So, miracle as defined by the Course in Miracles, is a change in our thinking where we move from aligned with the ego to aligned with spirit. The miracle happens at the level of the mind. All healing is at the level of the mind. And when there's a change in our thinking, it manifests and demonstrates in form. Right? This is... Science of Mind, New Thought 101. It's A Course in Miracles 101. It's The Teachings of Jesus 101. Change your mind, change your life. So our higher self, our Holy Spirit self, the mighty I Am Presence is perfectly aware of this. And thus it recognizes that miracles do not affect another's mind, only its own. They will always change your mind. There is no other mind. You do not realize the whole extent to which the idea of separation has interfered with reason. Reason lies in the other self you have cut off from your awareness. So reason lies in the Holy Spirit, in the higher self, in the guardian angel, in the I am presence, whatever name you'd like to give to it. That's where reason lies. And nothing you have allowed to stay in your awareness is capable of reason. Ego is incapable of reason. It's just incapable. How can the segment of the mind devoid of reason understand what reason is or grasp the information it would give? Well, doesn't that make sense? If the ego... Is, has no ability to reason, how could it understand what reason is? If the ego has no miraculous ability, could it understand what a, a miracle is? If ego doesn't understand the power of love, would the ego thought system choose love? No. No. Because love undoes the ego. So, 
that's why when you're looking for the highest and best choice, it's always going to be the most loving choice. What feels the most loving? Ego is going to try and distract us from tuning into that vibration. But that's where the answers are in the field of love. It says, I just love that. How can the segment of the mind devoid of reason understand what reason is or grasp the information it would give? It's like going to the hardware store and saying, could I have some ice cream? What kinds of ice cream do you have? And that the hardware stores that I've been to, they would say, yeah, we don't have ice cream here. We have hardware here. (laughs) There's no food products here at the hardware store. No milk, no dairy, no ice cream. But isn't that what we do? We go to the ego looking for answers, but the ego doesn't have answers. It only has ways to recreate, regurgitate, replicate the past. God's plan for your salvation could not have been established without your will and your consent. It must have been accepted by the Son of God for what God wills for him he must receive. For God wills not apart from him, nor does the will of God wait upon time to be accomplished. Therefore, what joined the will of God must be in you now being eternal. You must have set aside a place in which the Holy Spirit can abide and where he is. He must have been there since the need for him arose and was fulfilled in the same instant. Such would your reason tell you if you listened. Yet such is clearly not the ego's reasoning. Your reason's alien nature to the ego is proof you will not find the answer there. Yet, if it must be so, it must exist. And if it exists for you and has your freedom As the purpose given it, you must be free to find it. God's plan is simple, never circular and never self-defeating. He has no thoughts except the self-extending. And in this, your will must be included. Thus, there must be a part of you that knows his will and shares it. It is not meaningful to ask. What? I looked at the clock and I lost my place. Um, Such would your reason tell you if you listened, yet such is clearly not the ego's reasoning. Your reason's alien nature to the ego is proof you will not find the answer there. Yet, if it must be so, it must exist. And if it exists for you and has your freedom as the purpose given it, you must be free to find it. God's plan is simple, never circular and never self-defeating. He has no thoughts except the self-extending. And in this, your will must be included. Thus, there must be a part of you that knows God's will and shares it. It is not meaningful to ask if what must be is so. But it is meaningful to ask why you are unaware of what is so. For this must have an answer if the plan of God for your salvation is complete. And it must be complete because its source knows not of incompletion. So God has no thoughts except the self-extending And in this, your will must be included. So let's extend love and focus on that as a method of finding the answers to all of our questions. Because when we are in that flow of love and choosing love, extending love, opening our mind to the most loving choices, the most loving thoughts, and we're looking for Right. Remember in the beginning it talked about you're only going to see what you're looking for. 
Let's look for the opportunities to extend love and be loving. Not to get something, not to feel validated, but to feel the vibration of love reminding us of who we are and whose we are. That we're already there. Heaven is at hand. Even if we do not believe, it's still at hand. But we have to choose it. And the best way to choose it is to align with love, to be loving. This is how we find the answers to everything, is by aligning with love. Then they are miraculously and beautifully revealed because the blocks to those answers, those clear, loving answers are dissolved when we're placing our attention on love. It's our interest and attraction in the things that block love that prevent us from feeling confident. So instead of feeling confident, we feel tiny, vulnerable, and afraid. And the way to change that is to extend love, not complaints, and to start looking for the love, looking for the ways that God loves us. That's why I say, you know, in your family, in your relations, you can go into every situation and say, if there's a call for forgiveness, I'll go first. I'll go first. Yes, I'll be the one who's patient first. I'll be the one who's kind first. Not to get more points or anything like that, but just to to start the vibration shifting and changing. Oh, I'll be the one who who is forgiving and non-judgmental. I'll be the one who's the going to go first with extending compassion. Yeah, I can do that. I can see that opportunity. Let me take the opportunity to extend love because I can see it. Let's get this ball rolling. Yes. And there are the answers that we seek pouring forth in our mind. All right. So I told you about the text messages and the events that are coming up in October, the early bird prices on the intensive and the um, forgiveness retreat expire August 2nd. Uh, details at jenniferhadley.com events page. And finally, I just would like to say thank you to all the people who support our transcribing the, 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 these, these radio shows and, and just even the radio show itself, all the donations that support that text messages, everything. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making it possible for more and more to be shared. I invite you to place your hand on your heart with me and let's give thanks that we can go first. Give thanks that the Holy Spirit is with us, always for us, and all of life is for us as well. We're opening ourselves to receive the gifts of God today and sharing the benefits with everyone. We let it be. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. I love you. Have a great rest of your week.